Hello, free thinkers. Welcome back to an all new episode. Today, we will be discussing all things internship, how to get into internships, where to apply, as well as what to expect when you're getting into one. If you do have any feedback with regards to the podcast episodes and how it's been going so far, please do leave them in the comments, either on Instagram or on LinkedIn. I would really appreciate them. First of all, I'm sort of just going to cover what to expect going into an internship. To be very fair, it can be quite daunting for anybody who hasn't really done an internship before, um, just purely because you're so unsure of the nature of work, what you'll sort of have to do, what your role will be. Um, it's just something that induces a lot of a lot of free thoughts and a lot of anxiety, and there's a lot of room for sort of this nervousness because obviously you're somebody who's just starting out and you'll be working with like these big professionals and of course for anybody even if you're just starting out or even if you do have some sort of experience with internships it is still quite nerve-wracking I to this day still get really nervous when I'm um, sort of going through the interview process or just talking to um, these professionals in general because it's just um, one of those things that sort of never gets old and still induces the same kind of anxiety. So I'm just going to sort of cover what to expect going into an internship, um, cover the different types of internships that you can sort of encounter and where you can sort of apply for these internships and which ways really have worked for me. And then I'll also like just cover um, generically what kind of applications um, you should do. Right, so going into an internship is very, um, it's very standard. So um, no matter where you go or what company or what type of organization you're applying to, whether it's a corporate or it's a startup, you'll always spend the first few days figuring out what the company what the company is about um, you will start um, having to sort of do some research some digging um, to understand your role um, to understand sort of the goal of the internship and this just varies like um, maybe you'll spend a few days doing it maybe you'll spend a few weeks doing it it just kind of depends if it's a three-month internship it's not going to be like you're taking like a very deep dive into the company and its operations and all that. So maybe you'll only um, know about the surface level, like you, you won't have to know about the nitty gritty and sort of the minuscule things about the organization. But if it's sort of a six month thing and you're working for a more elongated period of time, um, they will probably expect you to sort of get more of an insight about what the company does, the operations, understanding like small things that you would probably not be able to see or cover that much in a three-month internship. So that kind of just depends on that. Um, quite a few friends, friends of mine have been really nervous about going into an internship and then not having anything to do. That is something that is a little bit different depending on what company you go to because 
most of the time, um, at least from where I've worked, they don't want to give interns like complicated work because nobody really has that much time to sit and train somebody so much. But this, again, depends on the type of organization you're applying to. But um, if you're in a startup and you find yourself not having anything to do, it's easy to create work for yourself. So basically, you can start researching. If you're not researching, you can start um, understanding their social media. How, how can you improve it? If not that, then you can look at their website and kind of make notes about, you know, what can be improved, like sort of the user journey. You, you can basically see all of the avenues and all of the sorts of operations that are um, there and you can sort of also provide your input because a startup can always use like an opinion or some expertise in terms of you know how how can they improve their platforms or their websites or their applications how can they make it more friendly they always need that sort of input so being able to provide that as an intern will probably not only show that you're really interested in the idea and you know what the startup is doing but it's also very representative of your work ethic and the fact that you're able to create work for yourself so it's not like you're pretending to be busy you're actually busy researching or writing or doing something that can um, possibly better um, the processes of the company. So that's basically what you can do at a startup. At a corporate, if you don't have anything to do or you just find yourself not being able to be that productive or something like that, because sometimes obviously you, you will not have anything to do because sometimes you finish your work early or maybe for that day, it's just not that busy. And it is going to be like that. Some days are going to be slower than others. And some days are going to be really haphazard. You're going to have calls and meetings and you're going to be in and out of the office all day. It just differs, you know. So if, if, it, is that, if it is that case in sort of the corporate environment, there's not much you can do because there's already a lot of people handling those particular things. So as I said, what, what you can do instead it sort of makes certain points, um, just like, you know, in the startup, like, just make certain points, offer certain suggestions. Another difference that I really do find is that when you're in a startup, you're the CEO and sort of um, depending on the size of the company is much more accessible. So your ideas can directly go to the CEO. And, you know, if, if, if the person likes them, then great. If they don't, then, you know, you can always sit and discuss and improve and have meetings, etc. But in a corporate, it's more like, it's more hierarchical. So it's quite difficult for your ideas as an intern to reach the CEO. So maybe you can talk about it to the person in charge, or your boss or um, anybody um, who's sort of working by your side um, throughout the internship. Um, just try to maximize your time as much as possible because um, in any case, like at the end of the day, because it's an internship and um, everybody sort of expects at this point for us to um, take accountability and take responsibility for our actions and what we do. 
especially because it's a professional environment, like excuses aren't going to work as they do in university sometimes or in school. So um, they're just going to expect you to sort of be at your best, um, use the experience as much as possible. Even if you don't have something to do, maybe talk to your boss or talk to anybody around you. Um, try to offer some help if they need it. Make the best use of your time because it's one of those things, again, as I've mentioned in one of my previous podcasts as well as um, these opportunities are quite rare and the fact that you can even get in sometimes is really special. So it's really important to not waste it. I know I made that mistake because when I was in sort of a more corporate type of environment, it would just be me and my boss in our cabins. And the people passing by or like the people that were like um, working with us, like in the vicinity, they used to be like, this room, is anybody even in that room? Like, you know, they would never hear me or my boss talking because obviously I would not make that much interaction with my boss. So um, I know I did make that mistake. And I probably looking back, if, if, if this version of me was working there back then I would have probably made more interaction with my boss and you know tried to ask about different things um try to ask about different roles about other interns about um her expertise what she does um try to help her out with all of the other things that she might need help with of course I did ask her sometimes like you know do you need help with timesheets do you need help with this do you need help with that but she was really nice and she tried her best to not burden me too much with a lot of work because it was an entry-level position and I was just starting out I was straight out of high school and I haven't even I hadn't even started uni yet so um, understandably she was trying to like lessen the burden on me and sometimes you'll meet people like that and sometimes you'll just meet people that really just want to test you and test the crap out of you like they will um, squeeze the cream out of you and just expect you to be at your best so it just depends on the kind of per- people you meet throughout your internship experiences as well. Okay, coming to the different types of internships. Um, there are a few types of internships that you can sort of look out for and apply to. So there are full-time internships. Um, there are part-time flexible type of internships. So full-time internships are your typical nine to five internships. You'll probably be expected to work like 40 to 45 hours in a week, which is like eight hours per day. So that's not too bad. Um, Then you have your flexible internships. These are um, just, um, I think these are more common within the startup environment just because um, they don't have like a particular time or like this um, thing where you need to be working eight hours Um, you can get your work done in four hours you can get your work done in three hours it just kind of depends on you and like when you when you feel productive like that's when you when you can do your work full-time internships are more like structured and you'll have like you'll have a very obvious idea of what your typical day looks like at your internship so that in in that sense like full-time is more structured flexible is like obviously a little bit more flexible and less structured. Um, This again, the type of internship you want to apply to just completely depends on you. If you like the idea of 
knowing what your day looks like every day, then obviously you apply for a full-time internship. Um, if you're more flexible, if you're more creative, um, I'd say if you don't really like the idea of sitting at a desk working nine to five, then obviously you can apply for a more flexible internship. But again, time management and everything is very important in, in, in that sense. So you need to be careful with that. Then there's paid and unpaid internships. Um, paid internships, you know, I, I feel like people, interns should be getting paid for, you know, whatever work they do because it is very important um, for them to feel like a sense of accomplishment and not feel a sense of like they're being worked to their extreme and then not getting paid. That's just like my personal opinion. I know that people do apply just for the sake of experience and not wanting any money out of it, which is completely fine. But I think that the stipend or like some sort of compensation for your work is always like kind of motivating at the end because, you know, you get to see like something um, in your account every month. So it makes you feel like a little bit more independent. So for somebody like me who um, really wants to become um, independent and do things on my own and sort of just be motivated to keep working and working hard, I would prefer I would definitely prefer a paid internship because um, I can see the fruits of my work at the end of every month or, or, or the start of every month. But then if it's unpaid, I sort of um, feel like I'm doing so much for the company. You know, why am I not getting the sort of um, recognition or um, not being somehow um, returned for the amount of work I do for this company? Anyway, like more power to anybody who really just wants experience, paid or unpaid. Um, that's just on you. But personally, for me, I would prefer a paid internship. Then you have internship projects. These are more like smaller internships. So maybe a month to two months um, at large. So basically, um, somebody might be working like on a project. They might just be starting up or... Um, Maybe a corporate is working on a project with a client where they need an intern by their side. So these are more like internship projects, um, usually lasting like one to two months, just depending on um, how their timeline is. Um, also for these, there's like paid and unpaid. But with internship projects, it's, it's more of that you get to work with the client. So the person who is the person who will be delivered the output at the end so you get to work with those people and it's a little bit more hands-on it's a little bit more practical and um, whether or not you get to work with clients um, is very uh, dependent on the type of company and the type of internship it is most of the time internships are internal roles so like maybe on the admin side on the HR side um, on the graphic side, like, you know, anywhere they need sort of um, more manpower to um, operate and, you know, reduce the kind of uh, reduce bottlenecks. Bottlenecks are basically like, um, let's say I am a graphics designer and I am alone. So I'm the one who's doing graphics all by myself. Most of the times when I, um, people or the team is sort of creating social media posts, 
I would be the one who is sort of designing the content after I get the sort of copy from um, the copywriters. And then obviously the, the artwork will be delivered to the team again, and then they will have to post it. But then I also have the responsibility for designing the website. And then I have the, uh, the responsibility for designing some other stuff for, you know, different types of campaigns and all of that. So if I'm all by myself, everything would sort of have to go through me. And obviously the, the, the other side would have to wait much longer to get it. So basically I am the point where everything gets stuck at. So that's basically a bottleneck. Um, so just to reduce that and to make things more smooth, people usually hire interns in order to um, better their processes in some way or the other. So yeah, I think I covered most of the different types of internships. Obviously, I'm not like an internship guru or like an internship expert. So I might have missed out on something. So if if anybody sort of um, catches that and would like to add something, please do go ahead. Um, would be more than happy to share that information. Now where to apply this is the biggest question that a lot of people ask because everybody is sort of like you know I'm not getting any internships like especially in the Middle East and in Dubai like it's very difficult to get your hands on internships although like there are a lot of internship opportunities it's just difficult to get your hands on one so um, I'm just going to talk about for me what works um, first and then I'll sort of get into the more ge generic thing of, you know, where people should be applying. Uh, so for me, uh, a combination of things work. So I could be applying to LinkedIn, uh, different types of job boards like Glassdoor and Olive. Like I could be applying to all of them, um, just any different types of job boards. And um, to be very honest, most of the time that method doesn't work for me because um, just so many people applying online and it's really obviously difficult to stand out. And obviously when somebody sees your CV or maybe if your CV is not like applicant tracking system compliant, like ATS compliant, um, it may not end up with the hiring manager. So that is one disadvantage of sort of applying online. So you kind of have to work on your CV in that sort of technical way to be able to apply online because that's just how it works in in the technical perspective but um usually what I also do is kind of network and talk to people I know about like you know open opportunities and they will sort of then connect me with like these different sorts of people that could sort of help me and then you know help with my CV maybe add something maybe remove something uh, make it better and then maybe at the end they can forward it and you know it goes um, on from there. I have gotten a few replies from when I apply like on these different types of um, job boards like LinkedIn and um, Olive and um, Glassdoor but like let's say I apply to 50 internships online most likely I get replies from only like three or four of them just because Sometimes those the jobs that are kind of like listed on the on these boards are usually like old or they're outdated. And sometimes, you know, they don't update it. They don't change it. So it kind of just ends up there. But um, 
there's only like a few that are actually like actively recruiting through the um, job board. So um, if you are applying online, like don't lose hope. Like there's obviously a lot of ways where you can find internships also online, um, also by networking and everything. But for me personally, like a combination of everything kind of works. And then, you know, somehow from somewhere an interview call comes, you know, I do a few interviews and then I sort of narrow down where I want to go. The thing I would mention for like where you should generically be applying is just everywhere. So just try applying, uh, uh, start applying a little bit beforehand. So let's say you want to start an internship in June, maybe start applying since April. April, May will be like the prime time where they're sort of um, collecting student data and student CVs and then trying to understand like whose profile matches the um, the job description the best and then they'll sort of get back to you so that's kind of like my whole experience and what I would recommend to everyone because you can score anything you can score an interview from like anywhere it might be from somebody you know it might be from somebody um, uh, like a job you applied online Um, it might be through like some networking event Um, it just depends you know so don't keep yourself away from a certain from a certain method just because you think it won't work I have been really demotivated as well uh, um, a lot of the time especially this year because I apply to so many places and I only got replies from like two or three of them some of them were were just not for me some of them were not accessible Um, and then I ended up with like way few options and I mean currently I'm not even doing anything so it's kind of just like it's it's just a combination of like luck and timing and what's right for you and honestly like whatever you end up with at the end will be something that you can definitely learn from so just 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 don't keep yourself limited to certain methods just because you think it that works better or this works better or something like that so one misconception that i think a lot of people have with regards to getting opportunities through people you know obviously if if you give your um, resume or your application to somebody who is a little bit more influential in the company it might go forward but the thing is at the end of the day everything depends on you so after the person sort of forwards your application they lose control from there and then the HR decides whether they want to reach out to you or not after they reach out to you you go for the interview and then through the interview, they assess you. So in a way, you do have a leg up when you apply through somebody you know. But at the same time, everything after that depends on you. So let's say I apply to some business operations or some type of position through like um, my friend's maybe dad or mother. Um, they're the director of the company or something. And then they forward my application. Then the HR obviously compares um, my profile to the job description. If those don't match, I will not be getting in. The, the HR will not reach out to me. But if they do reach out to me and then I go through the interview process, that again depends on how well I do on the interview. So it's not like I give my CV to an influential person, they forward my application and I get indirectly. It's not like that. And I feel like a lot of people think like that, but it's actually not true. 
just because you have contacts or just because you have people who can get get you into companies it's not a guarantee that you will get in because you have to follow the process and you have to follow the the hr sort of onboarding process just as it is just like any other person i do well on the interview and then i get in at the end and then maybe i can say like yeah thank you i got the opportunity through you and you know blah 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 but most of the time you might not even get in it's really not that bad uh to get a job um through a recommendation i feel like it's one of the easiest ways to be able to get a job or an internship just because obviously the company trusts the person's the person working in the company they trust their opinion and they trust that if they are recommending someone or they want to bring someone on board um they're probably like worth taking a shot at so your visibility and like everything will get a lot easier if you're applying through somebody you know but again once again just mentioning that just because you're applying through somebody you know it's not that it's a guarantee that you will get in you will be seen you will be noticed you may be reached out to and you might go through like the whole interviewing process and and everything but at the end of the day it just depends on how skilled you are how how experienced you are how you can sort of communicate yourself how your personality is and at the end yeah if that matches with the company's culture and what they want and what their requirements are obviously they'll take you on board because you're you're a good candidate and you got recommended through somebody who was influ- influential and somebody who is trusted in the company but then if you turn out the other way then obviously you're not going to get in or even if you're just fresh and you're not like enthusiastic or um your work ethic doesn't show through your interview then obviously it's going to be a lot harder for them to consider you so just take that with a grain of salt just apply through um all of these um things mixed together and then maybe you you don't know when the next opportunity comes knocking at your door Thank you for listening to this episode of Free Thinkers. Make sure you're following us on Instagram or LinkedIn to be the first ones to know when a new episode airs. I would really appreciate if you could also subscribe to us on any of the streaming platforms that you prefer to listen to your podcasts on. Once again, thank you guys for listening and I'll see you on the next one.